Tonight's episode of Speak LA, the podcast is sponsored by Actors Connection. So before we start, one of the things that we most often hear from our listeners is that it's hard sometimes to find an agent. So if this is something that you are trying to do right now, we have an ultimate free agent guide at ispeakla.com. There's no shame in not having an agent, but we really want to help you get one. So go to ispeakla.com and grab your free agent guide now. Hello, Jen. Hey, how are you? I am good. Yeah, today's a good day, huh? It's a beautiful day in LA. Well, it's sunny. Yes, beautiful. Always sunny. (laughs) I never get tired of that sunshine, I I gotta say. I don't either. I don't either. I love it. It makes you happy to wake up in the morning. Happy Um, to interview people like Bonnie. I know, Bonnie. Um, So Bonnie is incredible in her own right and has done so many amazing things. But she also, I I just have to say, because I have kids, as you know. Yes, I do. Is uh, Dove Cameron's mom. Oh, my gosh. um, You know, any person on the planet that has a child knows very well who Dove Cameron is. Yes, everybody knows who (laughs) Dove Cameron is. But especially if you have kids, because they idolize... the, the beautiful okay. and talented Dove Cameron. But Bonnie, let's talk about Bonnie. Yes. Um, you know, raised, raised that kid. So <laughs> she <laughs> and knows the ins and outs. A lot right, of that magic. Because right. you can't do that without a badass mom. You sure can't. I mean, moms in general are yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. So no but matter what. But those that are helping their kids get into this crazy business yeah, know a, how hard it is. It's very hard yeah. and it's very specific and there's ways yeah. in which to navigate. So I'm, sure. I'm really looking forward to hearing what she to has to, to say. Yeah. 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 So, Jen, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> I want to hear what's going on you want, with you. You want a story while we wait? You know, I love your stories. Yeah. <laughs> they are my favorite. Um, let's see. What can I tell you? Oh, well, okay. Well, I, I had a party a couple weeks ago, as you know. You were at my party. I love your party. Um, little backyard barbecue yes. situation. A little backyard. Um, I never know. It's, like, it's not really. <laughs> I just want to say, Jen throws some really nice parties. Thanks. Thank you. Um But uh, so there was, you know, many people at the party, but there was one guest that so my kids have grown up in L.A. You Mm -hmm. know, they're used to here in L.A. We see stars on the street and we go to Starbucks and, you know, there's that person you love on the TV show. And we're all pretty used to it. (laughs) Right. And my kids even are kind of used to it, you know, because it's just sort of part of L.A. life. But um, as you know, I was in the movie, the Rob Zombie movie, House of a Thousand Corpses, Mm -hmm. where I got to, you know, play opposite the great. Rain Wilson, yes. and as you know, Rain was at our yes, party, he was. which all brings me to my kids not being cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the first time I saw it. I have a twelve-year-old who's a huge fan of The Office, as as many twelve-year-olds are, and many every age are. And uh, she was not cool around Rain. What she kind of just lost her her mind. Yeah, and so did many of her friends. I mean, it, he is. I, I get. I get pretty excited. When oh I, my god! Hanging out with Rain, but yeah, um, she like was giddy and. Um, not really making sense, and that's hilarious. I, I didn't. Starstruck. I missed that. Starstruck. I wish I had gotten yeah. to see that. What did yeah. you? Were you just looking at her like I, I mean, can't? You know, so hysterical. Listen, if I had met, I grew up in Boston. I'd never saw a famous person until I was thirty. If I had met 
anybody, I would have been yeah. that way. So I, I, I still get her. that way. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I try to I like do. downplay it a little bit, but I'm like, oh, hello. Hi. Hi. It's my name. Hello. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. It's, they're cool. Yeah. They're fun. <laughs> We've watched them. We love them. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> What year did you come to L.A.? Summer of 2010. And where did you come from? Bainbridge Island, Washington. Oh, where did you stay when you first arrived? We stayed in a little two-bedroom apartment in Burbank. Did you know anyone here? I had one friend from high school and one friend from college who lived here. Wow. And nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to sum Los Angeles up in one word, what would that word be? Creative. Oh, creative. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody no. has said that. No. And creative. of course. Yeah. It's perfect. Bonnie, oh my God, we're so thrilled. Thank you for being here with us today. This is so cool. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. We, we've been really looking forward to this. You yeah. have such a unique perspective. I know. You are an expert on how to approach this industry, especially for child actors. Yeah. And um, we just, we're, we're just so thrilled you're here with us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I'd love to just hear what brought you initially to LA. Um, well, I had one kid off to college and mm -hmm. she was, studying acting and the other one was 13 and the entire year every day daily without fail <laughs> was lobbying me to move to LA so she could have her shot and after wow. about a year of this I started to get worn down and I started to think you know I'm okay with trying and failing yeah yeah because we all know that's life but I am not okay with looking back and wondering what if we just tried what might have happened? Mm. Right. And that's what sort of tipped it for me. Wow. So that's, that's fascinating. And it's fascinating that a 13-year-old, first of all, would have the yeah. wherewithal to... And fascinating as a mother myself to hear... I mean, that's. I think that's so brave that you... Pulled up shop. I mean, is that what it looked like? You it, just, yeah. It did. It was It was the thing that I tell nobody to do because it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, we literally threw everything we owned into a truck wow. <laughs> and just came down here not knowing what we were doing, basically not knowing anybody in the industry wow. and not having any foothold at all. And I just sort of rolled up my sleeves and thought I'd figure it out. And Bainbridge, Washington, is a very different place than <laughs> L.A. not L.A. I've, I've been wow. there. It's beautiful. And it's very different had energy you, than L.A. Had you ever come here for visits? Like, did you have any sense of L.A. or, you know, what it was like? I know some families, they come for the summer or they come for pilot season. Like, had you done any of that? Literally nothing like <gasps> that. What, what I had done was something that put me off of it very much. I had come here twice a year for a week at a time to do trade shows at the LA Convention Center for my old business. And what I knew of LA was downtown in that mm -hmm. little corridor by the convention center. And I thought, who would ever want to live here? This is the <laughs> yeah. last place I would right. ever, ever want to live. And so it was just, I was just stunned when I decided to come down here yeah. and more stunned when I discovered that I was very happy here and I love it. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think it's really interesting that you had two girls mm -hmm. that were interested in acting. Was that something? Did you guys go to the theater a lot when they were growing? I mean, what, what, what is, there's gotta be something that made them love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're it's a just big, in their blood. Maybe. It, yeah. Did you pass <laughs> that love on to them? Well, yeah. So I fell in love with theater when I was a kid mm -hmm. and I did it all through high school and half of college. And 
then my life took me in a different direction. But by the time I had kids and they were growing up, we were living on this amazing island, which has a beautiful 240-seat community theater, yeah. which does incredible... Um, really regional quality productions. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting back into theater and they were growing up helping me memorize lines and hanging out at the theater. And, and their dad was a pianist and we just always had a lot of, you know, theater and music in the house. And Mm -hmm. so it felt very natural to them. I think Mm -hmm. just felt like something that made sense. Yeah. That's cool. So you were performing at the theater when they were little kids. I was. And then mm-hmm. when they were old enough, they were they were doing the same. They were performing also yeah. in that theater. I love that. I mean, we talk about that a lot with training and how yeah. important training is for kids. I, I'm a big believer. I mean, you have to train somehow, mm-hmm. right? And, and most actors will tell you, you know, oh, I would be nowhere without my teacher, my classes, my training. Some people, their training ends up looking more like a sort of learning by doing thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but my whole perspective is, you know, you do what works for you. Mm -hmm. So, so from my youngest one, Dove, you know, she was a learn by doer. She did five years of community theater. She did three years of formal vocal training. That's something I think you do have to have technique Mm -hmm. to to do properly and not Mm -hmm. hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But so she, that was her experience by the time we came down here. She wasn't really starting from scratch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we hear, we actually hear a lot. We um, we did a podcast with Michael Campion, and he said that too, where he had a lot of training in the theater before he even mm-hmm. before he even transitioned to LA. And yeah. that's something that a lot of parents ask us about: is how important is it for my kid to do theater? I think it's super important. I mean, I think a theater education, no matter what you do with your life, no matter what direction life takes you, is going to give you a better life experience. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you incredible confidence. It's going to help you be more articulate. It's going to make it easier to just, you know, stand and talk in front of anybody, which is useful no matter what you do. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, I have to just do a little shout out to Washington. I'm sorry, but (laughs) I I went to school there to UW. I did too. You did? Oh, wow. I love Bainbridge Island. It's so beautiful. So I just want to say, I know the theater you're talking about. Bainbridge Performing Arts. It's just such a beautiful community of artists in Washington. And it just, it's really a very creative place. It's a special place. It's a special place. And that island is particularly special. So just a shout out. Now we can go back. (laughs) I like it. Now I want to (laughs) go. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Sounds, sounds great. So, um, going back just for a minute. So you, you came to LA, you knew nobody here except for your two friends from high school, right? (laughs) Um, you set up shop in a little two bedroom house. Yeah, a little apartment actually. And then what, what was the, you know, what was, what were the next few months here? What were the hard parts? What were the fun parts? What was that? What was that like? Well, so, so I, I started out by doing the thing that everybody knows they're supposed to do. You know, I got, I got my kid a headshot Mm -hmm. and I sort of did a little research and I, put a little resume together for her. And I started sending them out to, you know, the top agencies Mm -hmm. in town (laughs) who weren't super interested in a 14 year old, then blonde girl who had a bunch of community theater on her. It was like, okay, nobody was even responding. And I thought, Oh, I, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I was just sending them out into the void and getting nothing back. And, and and I started to get a little worried. And so I, I called up one of, one of the things too, that turned things for me before we decided to come down here and, and give Duff her shot was not only was she lobbying me daily, but her mentors kept pulling me aside and saying, you know, she's really got the gift. You really should, t- you should take this yeah. seriously. Mm-hmm. She needs to be in LA to mm. do what she needs to do. And yeah. that 
was part of it for me. And I think that that's an important thing, too, because it's easy to really question yourself and say, am I crazy? Every parent thinks their kid is talented yeah. and amazing. Of course we do. Yeah. Yeah. We're not objective. We can't right. be. We're their parents. <laughs> but, you know, it is useful and helpful, like a little reality check. Like, well, are you really the only one who thinks this or does your kid have directors and coaches and yeah. teachers and mentors who are saying the same thing? Like, wow, right. they've really got something here. So when I was down here getting absolutely nowhere, I finally called up um, one of her mentors, someone who directed her back up on the island, Dinah Manoff, who is, in fact, a career industry legend at this point, actor, um, producer, director. And I said, Dinah, I, I, I don't know what to do. Should I sit in front of their doorsteps? I mean, yeah. like, nobody's talking to me. <laughs> and she asked who I was trying to reach. And I gave her the three names because I was aiming for the top. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, I know that one. Let me make a phone call. Oh, wow. wow. So she made a phone call. And within 15 minutes, we got a phone call and we got a meeting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, if and when you are lucky enough for that to happen, that's not the end of the story because you still have to be ready. Yeah. Sure. When your kid walks in that door for the meeting, they have to be ready to work. They have to be at that level and they have to be the right fit for the agent at that time. You know, maybe mm -hmm. the agent already has five of them. Yeah. Five of that type. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of other things that still have to stars that have to align. Yeah, yeah. But that was when okay, when we signed, she signed with Pamela Fisher, mm -hmm. who's <laughs> maybe the best youth agent in town. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She's <laughs> arguably, definitely could be. Yeah, and she's been with her ever since. It's going on ten years. Wow. wow. I like. There's two things that you said that I think I just want to mention. One is I love thinking about what is the playground that your kid needs to be in as an actor? Like, is it, is it this smaller community, um, community theater area that that's where they kind of can live and grow and thrive in? Or do they do need to be at the, the, in the playground that's like LA where they're going to mm. have opportunities or New York city or Broadway. New York city. If mm -hmm. you're, yeah. And I, that's a very, that's kind of an interesting way to think about it. And I've never heard it said like that, yeah. but it is true if you want to be getting to that next level, you do need to make a move at it, some point. At some yeah. point. When is the right and point? And when is the right point? And is it right for your child? That's a really great thing. And I, I love digging into that one because, look, just because your kid is really, without question, let's just say, definitely talented, really talented mm -hmm. and passionate and loves it. That doesn't necessarily mean that they should be in L.A. or New York and trying to, you know, build a career out of that. You can love something and maybe not necessarily have the um, the personality or the constitution to be happy doing it as a business. Because right. ultimately, mm, yeah. this is a business. Mm -hmm. And I do see a lot of kids who are crazy talented, creative, passionate performers but sometimes they're happier as human beings and as parents. We have to take this whole thing into yeah. account, staying where they are or taking it to the next level, but not the top. You know, it's like, yeah. where where is their personal happiness? Right. So how would a parent assess that, do you think? Like, how do you know if your kid has that personality? I think, you know, I mean, like, so so I've got two kids who are right. super talented and creative and passionate and um, Claire, as I think I mentioned, was off in college pursuing, uh -huh. you know, an acting career at the time that I moved down here with Dove because they're seven years apart. And and what Claire ultimately realized, and I, I kind of 
intuited this myself already, but, mm-hmm. you know, we also have to kind of find our own path. Right. Was that she loved that world and she loved doing it and she's got the gift, mm-hmm. but she doesn't love a lot of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. The auditioning, I, the competition. I relate a hundred percent. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very hard. It's soul grading. I yes. Guess. <laughs> it's hard it's, for some, but some maybe but some loves it. So yeah. good at it. Some, I don't know. Does she? she? Well, yeah, she just thrives in it. This, yeah. These She's comfortable. This is her world. These yeah. are her people. Yeah. This is yeah. her tribe. She found them. Like she waited all her life and now she's here. She's like, oh, I found my people, which is also what you want to hear. But with Claire, she's found a different place. She's teaching voice now, which she's incredibly gifted at. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense for her. Mm -hmm. So would I have, would I have, number one, Claire never begged me to move to LA (laughs) and let her have her shot. Like she was thinking, okay, college, that kind of training. Like your kids are all unique Mm -hmm. and uh, they do have to find their own, their own way. So it was a it was a full year you said mm. before you got with this agent. Well, it was we, it was a full year of lobbying before lobbying. I finally agreed to move to LA. Okay. So thirteen mm. to fourteen. So by the time we're down here, she's fourteen and, 14 a, half, and a half. Which I like to say that because she's just she was as close to fifteen as mm. she was to fourteen when we landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got we, she signed with Pam Fisher, who's at Abrams. What four months later? Mm-hmm. So she was almost fifteen when she finally had an agent. And then it was a year to the week after we landed here before she got her first gig. She got a two-episode arc on Shameless. So it's a Mm. full year. And we thought, okay, this is the longest year of our lives. This took forever. Oh, my gosh, this was so hard. And everybody in the industry was like, you have no idea how fast that was. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It never happens that fast. But then it was eight more months before she got her second thing. And that turned into the pilot that became Love and Maddie. Then it went then it went. <laughs> then it went. It so got going. I, it got going. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you hear a lot? And and you certainly would know this as a as an expert in you know this subject. But that 16, 17, that's kind of a funky age, right? Because yeah. they they hire older. So to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's something I didn't know anything about when mm-hmm. we landed here. Um, there's a kind of I call it a trough mm-hmm. when when kids get to be later teens when they're. Really, 16, 17 mm-hmm. is the worst of it, sometimes 15. And um, they're competing with actors who are actually 18 and above mm-hmm. or who might also be 16 and 17, but they've passed something called the CHISPE, which is the California High School Proficiency Exam, which allows them to work as a legal 18. And so if you can't work as a legal 18, you're, you're rather handicapped at that age because you're competing with people who can work adult hours, mm-hmm. including overtime. They don't need a set <clears throat> teacher. They don't need three hours of school on set. They're so much more hireable from a production standpoint. So they're cheaper. They're easier. Yeah. You know, and and if, if, a, if a production has a choice between a 16 or 17 year old who has to do three hours of school and has limited hours they can work versus a 16 or 17 year old mm-hmm. who can work 16 hours a day and they don't have to hire a set teacher, it's not a it's not a mystery who they're going to hire. Right, <laughs> Never right. mind all the 20 somethings who play high school still. Yeah. You know, my kid's 24 now. She's still playing high school. You know, so we got here. We're like, oh, great. (laughs) But we were lucky. She'd already skipped a grade. And so she was able to take the CHISPE at 15 and she she passed it. So she was working as a legal 18 from the, from the time she was 15 on, which is unusual, but it's something, it's something, it's part of the landscape. Part of what I try to do for parents is to educate them about sort of the territory ahead. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
there's so much like sort of ahead down the road that if you know about it now, you know, maybe your kid is 10 or 12 and you're like, well, why do I need to think about the Chispy? You can't even take the Chispy until you're 16 or you've finished mm-hmm. your sophomore year, if you even know that. But in some ways, if you can get your kids started a little bit earlier, they may not even need to take the chips because their career is established enough that production's like, we don't care that they have limited hours, they mm-hmm. can work. We want this kid because this is who we want because yeah. they have a name now or they're so experienced or whatever, yeah. right? It can make them, if they get an earlier start, sometimes the chispy becomes less important. Yeah. You know, or if you just even, you know, get some traction before you hit that dead zone, maybe you can still sort of like coast through it. And not have to take the chispy, or maybe you take the chispy. Like that's yeah. a whole other conversation, a podcast. Yeah. What I what I think so there's so many things that are so interesting about what you just said. But one thing I really love is that, um, and I've noticed this in a lot of serious actor kids um, that very often they're also really good students. Like you said, she skipped a grade. Mm-hmm. She's clearly, really bright kid. You know, was able to pass this test at 15. Um, and I, I think that sometimes, correct me if I'm wrong, but parents might make the mistake of thinking, oh, my kid's an actor or they're an artist, so they don't really need, we don't need to worry about academics. But, you know, which might be kind of a bummer if they don't stay in acting, yeah. but also might be a bummer <laughs> if they need to like take this test or test out of, you know, but that's, that's really cool. Let's talk about that just for a second. Yeah. Cause I actually, you know, I have such strong feelings about the Chispy. To me, it is such a double edged sword yeah. and, and, you're right. You have to pass it to even mm-hmm. have that option of working as a legal 18 if you're 16 and 17. But the other thing is to keep your work permit and, and child actors, anybody under the age of 18 who who is still going to school because they're required to by law, they don't get their work permit renewed unless their grades are up to snuff and their mm-hmm. attendance is too. Wow. And the school has to sign off on it. Mm-hmm. So the state has a vested interest in in the education of child actors, of all children. Mm-hmm. And, and I know at least one kid who didn't get his work permit renewed because he wasn't taking his school seriously because he mm-hmm. was doing really well. And they didn't renew his work permit. He was doing well as an actor. He was. He, was. he, he actually mm. had a recurring guest role. I don't want to go further than this. It was so tragic. Yeah. And they didn't renew his work permit. I don't know that he's even worked since. So it's oh. like you have to keep your grades up. You yeah. have to... You have a future, and you don't know what's going to happen, right? right? Yeah. So you need to pay attention to that yeah. stuff. It is important. Yeah, it's very important. I, I want to ask you, I always I, I always kind of wish that my mom could have been my manager because she would have <laughs> lobbied for me like nobody's business and she still would. Um, but I, I so I, I just want to go back a little bit like because I mean, you were so fortunate, like four months to find like to get signed with this huge agency is, is a really short amount of time, It is, which might sound like a lot to to people, but it's very short. So here you are. I mean, I know you're lobbying for both of your children, but right. in this particular instance, Dub. And so once you were able to have this team around you, how much did you continue to lobby for your child? Mm. And also, were there certain scams or, or, or situations that came up for you beforehand? Or, or was that kind of something that because you had this guidance, you didn't have to worry as much about? Well, when we were back in Seattle and really, really knew nothing about this, um, we got involved with an agency that looking back now, I can see they operate technically inside of the law, but what they do would not be legal in California. 
Mm-hmm. California has much stricter laws protecting families of child actors and child actors. So, mm-hmm. so for example, this agency um, not only represented actors on a commission basis, but they also um, taught classes and took money mm. from them for classes and uh, charged them exorbitant amount of money for headshots mm. and did all kinds of sort of double dipping stuff that's, yeah. that's actually illegal in California. So... You know, we just didn't know any better. Mm-hmm, of course. And and you you learn as you go. Yeah. Um, here, the, we have much better um, protections in place. Like we have a law called the Child Performer Services Permit, which is just, it's a big deal. Anybody who works directly with child performers, i.e. performers under the age of 18, has to be fingerprinted, has to be background checked, mm. has to pay a bond. And and show that they are safe yeah. to be with children. You know, I don't even work with children, but I still have one. I work with parents, mm-hmm. but I went, I went through it anyway. Yeah, you know, just to say, yeah, here's my permit number. Um, and we're talking acting coaches and managers, and you know, set teachers and agents already have to go through this to get their licenses. Agents have to be licensed here, but managers don't. And so, part of this law was about closing that loophole so that managers would be accountable and 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 teachers and coaches. So. But if you don't know about that, you don't look for the permit. So parents still have to know about this stuff Mm -hmm. to help protect and advocate for their kids. Yeah, because that's a huge... I I think a lot of parents get really... Um, anxious about opportunity. And they're like, well, you know, if I don't, if they don't get on this set or they don't do this, like how am I building the resume and how am I getting them out there? And you hear how much competition there is. So you think, oh, if, if we're getting offered something, we better just take it. Yeah. You know, and there's that feeling of desperation or like you said, anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. But it's important to know this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's where that's where things go south. That's where mischief happens. That's Mm -hmm. where bad outcomes occur is when there's this sort of sense of desperation and anxiety, Um, because that's where people get taken advantage of. And Mm -hmm. and I I like I do a lot of consulting with parents. Mm -hmm. I do one on one consulting as well as, you know, the books and the podcasts. And I've got online courses. But but when I talk to people one on one, I say, look, you never have to say yes to everything that that's that's like this kind of cliche you know mm. say yes to everything you have to say no mm-hmm. you yeah. do not <laughs> i love that have to say yes to yeah. anything and not only that but you should have a really honest conversation in your family with you know the parents and the kid kids and say what are the boundaries here what kind of material are we not comfortable doing mm. having you do maybe you're all on the same page maybe there's a couple of places where you you have differing opinions about mm-hmm. that but you want to be really clear and then if you have an agent or a manager, you want to communicate that stuff to them so they don't send your kid out for something that that you're going to find objectionable. Yeah. And it's OK to say no to stuff that you find objectionable, because the only way to 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 get through this with your integrity intact and your child in good shape is to have boundaries. Yeah. You know, it's really important. So even though you are with one of the top agencies, you are still creating boundaries for your kid. You are still in the mix of those conversations. Well, my kid's 24 now, so yeah. well, I would now, say that's not the case anymore. Right, right, right. But, <laughs> but it was. Oh, my gosh, it was. No, it was for years. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, she is very bright and independent. And so, you know, when she hit 18, we started that slow 
thoughtful, you know, me stepping back a little bit, mm-hmm. her stepping forward a little bit, starting to get her hands more and more on her own career. I'm just CC'd on some emails at this point. I do very little because she's got an amazing team that we built one person at a time. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Because I think that's the biggest um, the biggest question parents have is, is what is my right to talk in the room mm-hmm. with an agent and manager? You know, and or you, producer, or a producer, director, yeah, yeah. And your right is huge because you are the parent, and that is your job to protect your kid. Mm-hmm. It's huge, and I, I, I am one of those people who comes down very firmly on the side that parents should be parents and not managers. And I know that there's a lot of parents who feel otherwise. And and like you said a minute ago, like you know, your mom was such a fierce advocate for you. Like who could be a better manager? Well, here's the thing, that doesn't make her a good manager. Yeah, <laughs> that true. makes her a good advocate yeah. and parent. Yeah. 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 And and the thing is, um, unless you are in fact a career professional manager with you know a virtual Rolodex full of all the casting directors sure. in town and people who know you and who are calling you, 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 you can't be objective about your kid. And if you've got your manager hat on, you don't have your parent hat on. And if you have your parent hat on, you don't have your manager hat mm. on. And in either direction, your child is missing out. And, and you're doing a profound disservice to the sacred relationship mm. of parent and child because nobody else can play that role. Mm. Only you can. And your kid has got to know at the end of the day that you're in their corner for them as a human and not as a kind of commodity or, you know, actors are objectified in this industry. Yeah. And a manager's job is to see that actor objectively, not a parent's job. That's really, that's a great thing. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, you, you, you spoke about, um, you know, this agent that, that you had up north that mm-hmm. um, was charging money for acting classes. And yeah, that, you know, most, I think, parents of actors, of kid, kid actors would not know that that's... Um, what other kinds of things have you seen that are maybe questionable that maybe parents that are new to the business don't know? Well, there's a lot of um, companies that go out, especially away from the major markets, mm-hmm. and they charge an absolute fortune for really thin training and mm-hmm. um, kind of dangle dangle the dream a bit. Yeah. And, you know, come on down to Hollywood, your child can be a star. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, technically inside the law, but but only technically if you read the sure. fine print. Right. And And people get excited by that stuff, but they don't really know they don't know what they're stepping into. They don't know that the training is inadequate. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know that you can come and do it yourself with just some good support and guidance for a fraction of that cost. Mm-hmm. It just pains me to see people spending money that would be better spent <laughs> in maybe three months of rent in L.A. You right. know, for a summer while you're taking classes here that are legit classes, yeah, for yeah. example. That's yeah. It hurts my heart yeah. to see that. You know, I mean, there's people out there who, who are like you guys, you know, and like me and like a handful mm-hmm. of other people that I know, you know, coming from the right place, mm-hmm. passionate about about truly supporting families and educating mm-hmm. them so they can make their own best choices yeah. Yeah. and not, not selling yeah. some sort of dog and pony show. Yes. That frankly, most of the kids who sign up for those things, they're not ready for prime time. And so, frankly, yeah. even though they're, you know, being seen by industry you know, agents and managers, 
they're probably not going to get signed because they're not ready. Yeah. And if they do get signed, still nothing's going to happen because they're not ready yet. Yeah, you know, and then like, they're going to go on the audition and, yeah. 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 It's like, that's that's a hard way to do it. It doesn't yeah. have to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just before we wrap up, sadly wrap up, I would love to... Um, just talk a little about just how people can find you because oh, you. you are such a resource for parents um, looking for you know somebody to help guide them. So you yeah. work you work in you work privately with parents. Mm-hmm. You have your books and your podcast. So just tell us like your website. You know, give yeah. us the info. So the everything, info. yeah, <laughs> just the juicy details. The juicy details. Everything can be found at myname.com. So it's just Bonnie J Wallace. Dot com standard Great. spelling. Um, you can find a bunch of blog posts that I've written. I'm also a backstage expert, so I write for Great. backstage sometimes. Um, I've got my podcasts up there. There's over 100 episodes now. And what's your podcast called? It's called Hometown to Hollywood. Hometown to Hollywood. Hometown to Hollywood. <laughs> you can find it on iTunes. You can find it in most of the podcast yeah. platforms. Um, I've got two books out, The Hollywood Parents Guide, which is kind of a Bible for parents. I'm really mm-hmm. proud of it. It's everything I wish we'd known when we moved here. Oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I know. It's, it's good. It's, it's pretty evergreen. I mean, I'm going to have to do a revised edition pretty soon, but it's still really holding up. Um, another book is called Young Hollywood Actors, and it's interviews with really successful young actors here that um, I'd say anybody from the age of 12 on up would find really fun and fascinating to read. Um, but then I, and then I've got some online video courses, actually, two, two courses, one that's sort of for beginning people at the beginning of the journey, maybe, maybe not ever want to leave the hometown, go to Hollywood. That's right. not necessarily a given for most yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, second one is a more advanced course for people who are like, yeah, my sleeves are rolled up. I'm in LA already, or I'm heading there. This is what I need to know got next. It. Great. Um, and then I do one-on-one consultations, and the consultations are really fun because even if you've read my books and you know done everything else, like your own family has its own unique questions and situations, so we can really dig into that stuff, and I can leave people with an action plan. So I do those virtually, so you can meet with me anywhere no matter you where are. you are, anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, as well as sometimes here in LA. That's amazing. Um, definitely go and see Bonnie because she's awesome. Yeah, really. Um, and it's very cozy sitting here with you. So, <laughs> um, but I we do have one last question. I know, but I just I so many parents ask us about how to deal with rejection. If you can just give us one little, you know, little tidbit of, of information or advice for them, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. Now the rejection conversation is huge yeah. and it's a big one. But I think the the quickest best answer to that is just like remember. It's not about you. You know, it's just not about you. It's not personal. You're either what they're looking for or you're not. And if you go in there and you give it your best and you don't get it, that's okay. Great. Yeah. Thank Perfect. you. Thank you. Um, and lastly, <laughs> we, we always like to end the podcast with what we call an LAism, which is um, something that you have noticed is unique to LA. It's something that we maybe only do here or you see here. I'll tell you what mine is. It's, okay. It's 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 so crazy, but I pretty much don't get in my car without turning on the app Waze, W-A-Z-E. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's true. even if I'm not going very far and yes. I could get there in my sleep and I know 20 different routes to get yeah. there, I want to know how Waze wants me to go there because I don't know <laughs> if there's construction on my main route or if right. there's been a terrible accident and I could be stuck for four hours. 
I want to be there in 15 minutes. That's and so a, I use Waze. That's so true. true. That is such an, so that true. is really an LAism because <laughs> you're right. Like when I'm visiting my family in Massachusetts, I don't turn on Waze. No. I know how to get to the I never do. market. Although or sometimes I automatically do because I'm so used to doing it here. Because you that's have to. perfect <laughs> one. We do. We all use Waze yep. all the time. <gasps> yes. And that's not because we don't know where we're going. No. <laughs> we know where we're going. There's just a lot of things happening oh here. Oh my god. Ways. Um, Bonnie, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much. Wonderful. What yeah. a pleasure. Lucky thank parents you. that get to hear this. Yeah, and lucky us. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA the podcast. Seriously, do it. Yeah, go do it. Like go subscribe. <laughs> For more information on Speak LA, go to ispeakla.com. That's ispeakla.com. This episode of Speak LA the podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection is a professional development company for actors of all ages and levels with complimentary resources, seminars, master classes taught by directors and casting directors, and the best agent showcases in town. For more information about programs in L.A., New York, and Atlanta, go to ActorsConnection.com. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of HomeVoiceOverStudio.com. My name is Camille Thornton-Nolson. And I'm Jen Jostin, and we are the founders of Speak LA. You can find us at ispeakla.com.